What it do and what it is, this is the Sensei Said So Show. I am your Sensei, Vio Sensei, 36 Jet Kage of the Music Clan, 10th Tribe of Wakanda, and y'all are so lucky we have an episode to record for y'all because I should be playing Spider-Man. Ooh, and y'all already know it's Shadow the Go-Tooth Villain, leader of the Water Nation. If y'all with us again for another episode, put your double cups up two times. Two times, we pour back. it up. Yes, y'all already know we got Distillery 36 in the cup. Shout out to the sponsors. Shout out to 801 Customs, man. If y'all missed the last episode, we glad y'all tuned into this one. We got to get them more engaged. We got to get uh, maybe a show at the distillery. Get 801 Customs involved. Like, we got to yeah. Take them on those tours. They, they, they got to know about them tours you get. That's what I'm saying. We need <laughs> to activate our partners because our most activated side are the people down under. So shout out to AMR, Australians Musician Radio. Y'all have showed us a lot of love, so we appreciate that. I appreciate all the artists that add me on social media after we play their songs please do not be shy and communicate with us let us know what you guys want to hear us talk about because we want to cater to the people who are listening and if y'all are listening in europe y'all are listening in australia then let us know what you want to talk about we are going to have maybe a little international flair because one of our own one of our americans mm. is out in europe getting detained so we might <laughs> discuss something going on in your community but we need you to let us know what you want us to talk about. So hit us up, senseisaidso.com. It's really easy. Social medias are really easy. That's Music Clan, M U Z I C. So please make sure that you are reaching out to us. Shadow, summer's almost over, man. Yes, and I'm as dark as can be. You've been Excited walking? Excited about it. I'm every time I'm in the car, my shirt's off, windows down, 108, 106, don't matter. I'm trying to get that glow, that melanin, you know. So, you know, I'm about this hot weather. And as the summer is coming to an end, just let y'all know the schedule. We got a couple more shows coming up in the fall because it's festival season, starting with the DIY Festival. So if y'all like music, we're going to be out there August 10th at 2 p.m. on the main stage. That's at the Utah State Fair Park. Mm -hmm. So make sure y'all come out to that. But let's get to the episode, because mm. I feel like I haven't been here in a minute, and there's a lot I got to get off my chest. Yeah, because they were running up on you at the club. Oh, <laughs> shit. We haven't had a podcast <laughs> since they, they ran down they on us. they tested us. <laughs> Dang. So what a lot of y'all don't know is before we became refined public figures, we are <laughs> former hooligans. <laughs> Ratcheteers. <laughs> And sometimes people forget that if you want the smoke, some of us have the smoke for you. <laughs> Don't let the the prints on the shirt and the gold on the uh, wrists and the hands and the, fool you because we'll let it go. The enunciation and the words and, and, and the, the, the public figure icon. No. We'll do you greasy. <laughs> but we're always on the defensive. One of the things I've realized is any problems that we've had, we've never really been the aggressors. We're never the aggro in the community and if y'all don't know what we're talking about apparently a video surfaced <laughs> of the music clan showing how we get down with the get down after a patron of sky decided to <laughs> decided to get belligerent mm -hmm. and i i applaud shadow and i applaud myself for us trying to politic yeah, you know in did. the position we're in we sure did. we took an oath that we would never harm another black man 
And we really tried to keep that. I tried oath. for the love of me. Try. I still kept it. Really, I didn't harm him as much as I could. Oh, we let him. So off. I kept that oath. We boy. let him off with a hook. Fuck a boy. I let him off. With, I let off a hook, <laughs> and then <laughs> and I let, then him, let off. him off. We <laughs> hook. Yes, I see. My thing is, is I'm not one to be in in a whole lot of you know mess if it if it if it's going to harm anybody if it's going to harm anybody myself or any other black man and we can't do that okay we Not must, anymore. we can't do that anymore you know we we took that oath we we should be above that that being said we wanted to talk to boy Try all to. we wanted to do was just talk to him Assess calm the him situation. down let him know look we can get you what you need in order for you to to get to the level that you need to be at we're here for you you know and he took that the wrong way and assumed that we were combative or some sort of enemy toward him, and he forgot the oath. And he forgot the and he broke the oath first. Bro, you ain't watch Black Panther. And you can't break the oath. You know that's not how it go, that's not how it goes. We walked up and he already had his shirt off. There was already no talking to this, bro. And, and he stepped and he and he kept and he kept stepping. You know, so we had to we had to angle him. It was nothing crazy. You know, it was just a little fuss, nothing crazy, but a little scuffle, a little scuffle. But old boy was talking too much. And we just had to make it do what it do. So I had to I had to do the takedown, man. And now this goes back to my wrestling days. I was I was Did you wrestle? All district. Were you? All district. Oh, that I did makes... a lot of shit when I was in junior high, bro. I'd be thinking back, like, bro, I played I played sports that I just looked at when I was like, I'm not sure what that is, but I want to try out for the team. Like I mean, like I tried out for the cross country team for no for some goddamn reason. <laughs> I was like, so they run across the country? I can, let me see if I can do that. I, I want to make end this, up in Maine. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what place I could get on the team. You know, just <laughs> but back to your wrestling though. I didn't know you were a wrestler. Yeah, so I wrestled. You know, uh, seventh, eighth, ninth grade, man. Second place, all district, all years. You listeners, know, listeners, I need I you to, to know. <laughs> I give him a lot of flack for talking about himself, especially when he talks about himself in his past life. But when old boy was running his mouth and we realized that, oh, it was it was a fight or, fight or flight type moment, Shadow did shoot for the I double leg. Did the double leg got shoot the takedown. And got him. Got the See, takedown. when you were doing wrestling in junior high, I was doing ta- Taekwondo and Hapkido. Oh, my God. So I've been a striker. And so you went to your background, and I went to mine. I gave him the combo. I took a hit. It was nothing. I yelled at him in the streets that he ain't got enough skills, because that's what your sensei going to do. And everybody got home safe. And then we left him at peace. And then we left him alone. Remember that part. And then we left him at peace, because it doesn't need to be that far. No guns need to be drawn, young black kids, young colored kids. So y'all didn't grow up in an era where, like, a fight wasn't a, a, a animosity thing, like, Niggas grew up fighting to solve differences, right? To solve problems, to just hey, you disrespected me so much that you at least got to give me thirty seconds, three minutes, whatever, the, <laughs> whatever the egregious violation was. You just got to give me that I time, need the penalty time, because I gotta that. get these off. You know, I watched Life, I watched Blue Planet, and all these different animal things, and these mountain goats will really go up there and head up sometimes. <laughs> and unfortunately, this dude needed that. There was no conversation. It's the circle of life, and, and, and that's just the place he needed to be in. Just know, for all you rappers out there that did not allow, that allowed us to just conversate with y'all, y'all mm-hmm. blessed. Because mm-hmm. me and him talk about all the time that people be forgetting how we used to get down. <laughs> and we finally got the opportunity to show y'all, even though it's not the opportunity we want. But just know it's not sweet in the music yeah, plan. Pink, 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 this pink, is pink, not pink. Willy Wonka's chocolate factory over here. <laughs> we will put hands on you. 
was looking for something Always looking for something more People come And people go You find yourself When you're on your own I was looking for something Always looking for something more Now the pieces they start to fall And I just don't need you at Now all. I sit here with my head in my hands I didn't plan this Now I'm high in demand and what I've learned is That it's come to an end and now our time's up Cause we're better as friends This sudden realisation that I'm lost and alone I'm small, insecure and addicted to a phone But I don't need you right next to me And I just don't need you at all People come And people go You find yourself When you're on your And we back, we back with the Sensei Said So Show. I am your Sensei VO Sensei, 36 Dread Cog Gay. I got Shadow with me. What's uh, good? I already know what it is. Bam, boom. Shout out to our sponsors. You already know the rundown. AMR, Distillery 36, 801 Customs. Any other sponsors want to get on board, we're available. So we'll start reaching out to y'all, but y'all can reach out to us as Tell well. Them. Tell them. But as of right now, I think it's time we introduce our guest. Yes. Our guest goes way back. Way back to the inception when uh, we were trying to figure out how to get a music, music video. <laughs> the ghetto shoots. So we called this dude out of Utah County into the mountains of Cottonwood Canyon. And now he's in the studio. Now he's in the dojo. We got Yudo in the building. What's up, man? How you doing? Dude, I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, 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 man. So it's been a while, man. You've seen a lot in this city. You've seen... You've seen a whole lot of artists take it serious, and you've seen a whole lot of artists give it up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and you've worked with all types of artists, you know? So go ahead and tell the people a little bit about, you know, what you do and, and, and how you are a part of the scene and, and how it's been going. Um, so a couple of years ago, uh, I was still in high school, and back then videos were really dominated by this guy named Devin, Devin Supertramp, and they were really... Flashy videos that I didn't think were good. They were just kind of corny GoPro videos. And I uh, I decided that I didn't want to do videos for Mormons because I live in the <laughs> county. And I was like, fuck it. I can do rap videos. 
And I somehow, I forgot how, but I got plugged in with Age. Shout out Age. And I did my first video from there, and then it kind of all went from there. I met, uh, I met Shanghai, did Fuego, and that really popped me off. And then I met you guys out of nowhere, just on <laughs> Facebook. And then, I don't know, it's been, it's been really fun meeting a lot of people from the, in the scene. Uh, I kind of learned a lot about, uh, about different cultures that I, I would have never learned otherwise. So we at the Sensei Said So show, we, we are a society and hip-hop podcast, so we do talk about what's going on in the community, especially the hip-hop community. So it's great that we have you on board, and we've tried to set this up for some years now, but I think it's great that we're setting this up and we're having this conversation with hindsight in mind, seeing the scene kind of formulate what it is. So from the perspective of somebody who saw hip-hop behind the lens of a camera, what have you seen about what have you seen with Utah hip hop like in your eyes? What is the state of the industry? So personally, I feel like it's kind of fell off a little bit. I mean, you still got your Zach Ivies, you got your Shanghai's, you got your VOs and Shadow. You know, Vinny Cassius got to yeah. shout him out. I I love his shout album. out Vinny, <laughs> my guy. <laughs> but um, for a couple years ago, it was really at the height of it. I felt like a couple years ago, everyone was come came together. We had to get it right. Everyone really wanted to progress the scene further, you know, and egos got in the way, business got in the way. We can't talk about it before we can start on the podcast, but it's kind of what it is. Um, I feel like the people who really want to do it are doing it, and the people who are kind of falling off are just going to fall off. And we talked a little bit before, like pre-podcast, about the business side of it. So from somebody who does business with the artists, why do you feel like at the height of the community of hip-hop in Utah did the business side affect us moving forward? Ooh. Well, from personal things that I learned from doing bad business myself, uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, we treat each other as friends. And when you do stuff as friends, the professionalism goes out the window. Right. You know, the reality of it is we all want to get paid, but we want to do our art at the same time. So when you hook somebody up with, with something free or cheap, you're devaluing yourself and therefore you don't want to do as good of work, which comes across as bad business to people. Facts. So essentially, in my view, the way that the hip hop scene can come back to resurgence and really go forward is if we learn real business tactics, we use contracts, we pay everybody, everybody eats together. We're not working together to go eat, you know, Facts. We, okay. we, we're eating already. So I agree, but I just feel like there's too many artists that are not eating. Agreed. But and that's what makes it hard is when you're trying to do business with the starving, you you get people doing starving tactics, you know? Right. I mean, but as, as a scene, you know, I'm not a rapper or I'm not even an artist in that sense, but pay to play, you know, don't don't give those guys clout. Don't do the, I forgot who does those shows, but it's at the complex and there's like 30 artists on there. Yeah, and you it becomes pay. a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah don't, when... don't do that because you're devaluing yourself, you know, if you want to. And also don't play the same show as the loading dock for the same crowd. Try to try to break out of the scene, make new friends. Don't if you have beef with somebody, just talk to them about it, and then maybe you can squash it. Maybe not, but usually you can squash it. You Once better you talk, talk about to it. us. About yeah, it. They talk to the gatekeepers. We will be the we'll ones to it. tell you. <laughs> well, I know, I know that from personal experience, my fuck ups came from thinking someone had beef with me, and then I didn't discuss it, and I let it get worse. Right. And now that I've discussed it with certain people, I feel like I've I've progressed forward uh, further, and I've done the videos, and I don't know. For a while, you seemed to be an easy target for people. Did you feel like that? Yeah, I mean, 
part of it's because I talk a lot of shit on Facebook. To people. <laughs> I love you it. Major son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm with you, right with you on that. I mean, it's it's fun. I it's it's, fun. It, it's a loser thing for me to be real with you. I, I acknowledge it, but I have so much fun sometimes. People get so angry. Who is the one person that you're like? No matter how mature I get, no matter how how long my beard gets. No matter how mature I get, I will never stop trolling you. Do you have a person that you're just like, I just... It, like in the scene or... Yeah, let's ju- say in the scene because shout out to everybody listening. <laughs> Dude, I don't know, man. I've kind of blocked the people that are... Because in the scene, you can't troll them because they want to shoot you. Ah, they want to pull up and do some dumb shit. Well, yeah. Hold on. Let's That's false. Pause the tape. That is false. Who is... Shooting whom? Oh, no, no, but no, nobody's been shot no, yet over no, no Facebook. No one's drama. been shooting anything, but a couple years ago, ah, man, he's Persian and I forgot his name. He was so angry at me, though, over so many things. <laughs> oh, you, the long haired Do you guys remember him? Yeah, but we're not going to give that person any sort of uh, But that's probably shine on. I don't talk to him anymore, but pretty much it's not certain people, it's anybody who just says stuff that's uninformed. I, I love to get on that shit. Well, you had a you had a post on Facebook the other day that had people a little confused and, and, and a little confrontational towards you about your kids, about how to you know how, oh, how yeah. to discipline your kids. Well, you know, well, what I said was is that people are so eager to talk about their abusive homes, and <laughs> and, and then people talked thought that I was talking about like, well, I made it out of an abusive and I'm okay. And it's like no, that's not what I was saying. What I was saying is like, what were you determining as abusive? Well. So, like, I'm Latino, right? So, you, you grew up with your parents beating you. It's just kind of a normal whooping thing. You. Whooping you. I don't you. like to say beat. I like to say a whooping. Right. So, so there's there's differences, you know? Sometimes a kid needs a good slap. You right. know, talking back to your mom. He called your wife a bitch. What are you going to do? <laughs> Wait. But. <laughs> Sensei, you slapping your mom? <laughs> she called your wife a bitch. Well, I, I, I would say this is a, a, a solely uh, Caucasian issue. But, um. <laughs> Shout out to our European Americans, <laughs> Europeans <laughs> listening. Do they do that? What they do? Yo, bro, <laughs> not, not Europeans. It's, it's like an American thing. Are we gonna get into it? Because hey, I don't know. I, I, that's crazy. My bad. I'm not trying no. to. Oh no, no, no. It's, it's we're gonna get into it. What I'm worried about is, are we gonna get into it with enough time? Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, let's take a quick break. Let's listen to a song. I think we need to play run shit because we played the Australians to let everybody know that we still cultured. But let's play run shit one time for the folks to let them know that we still out in the fields and we still getting it in. So we're going to listen to run shit, let y'all know what it is. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about parenting a little bit on the Sensei Said So show. Shit, I'm blessed, nigga, I don't believe 
fucking lot. Skinny nigga, I still flex. I cast checks and I break necks. I can teach you how to keep her happy. She want good weed, she want great sex. Your hoe ain't want you to claim her nigga. She just wanna come and hang with niggas. Rookie, I'm a Hall of Famer nigga, so fuck with me. I'm a gamer nigga. You ain't run shit. Why you walking nigga? Done shit. You ain't done shit. Why you talking nigga? Run shit. We gon' run shit. Why you walking nigga? Dumb shit. We're talking on my shit Got the game up in the clinch Nigga looking like a blimp Till I hit him with the clip Have a walking with a lip Sat with Lisa with the stitch Boy, I helped you make the rent And I ain't asking for a cent Pussy niggas like the vent He ain't meaning what he said Hold on, hold on, hold on. the shit that nod your head Pump a nigga for the lead He get crazy for the bread Start the gravy on the press Went by 80 in the bins Know they hate me for the wins Kobe, yeah, I get it in Fuck her, even though we friends We might never make amends I might try and fuck a friend And never call that hoe Shadow villain with where you been? Took a trip out to the sand. Shotty poet, shot a gin. Heard you like to bring your twin. Get a wedded in a fin. Hashtag and make a trend. Gonna do it, I'ma spin. Infrared is for the land. Someone come and get that man. Ain't no future when it's planned. Someone tell him that we run shit. You don't run shit. Why they talking like they run shit? You don't run shit. How my niggas, bitch, we run shit. Yeah, we run shit. Why they talking like they run this? They don't run shit. Why they talking like. And that was run shit. We go yeah, run we run shit. shit, man. By your senseis here at the sensei said so show. Better respect AKA me. their music clan. Don't <laughs> test us. You might get caught in the street. <laughs> anyway, shout out to our sponsors. You can know you guys can check out all of the music and all of the past episodes on senseisaidso.com. That's senseisaidso.com. And shout out to Distillery 36, you know, feeling loose as a goose. Don't get me started. <laughs> you don't in the building. How you feeling, man? Dude, I'm doing good, man. Good to hear. Good to hear. Now, what sparked the timing and the, the, when we felt like we have to make sure we get you in is a conversation that sparked on social media around parenting. Mm-hmm. So you were kind of alluding to it before the break. So let's go ahead and I'll I'll kick it over to you and all these people that you see talking about their abusive homes or them disciplining their kids in traditional. I did quotes. I don't know why I did quotes because it's a podcast and y'all can't see my fucking fingers. But you would think I I know how to do this over the last six years. (laughs) But what do you feel about corporal punishment in the household and people being quick to using I'm going to beat my kids because we have feelings here at the Sensei Said So Show. So I want to know your thoughts before we get into it. So the only reason why this even came up for me in the first place is that that video, I don't know if you guys saw that video of the of the 12-year-old girl that got caught having sex and the dad hitting her with a bungee cord and yeah, she's screaming. Yeah, yeah. And to me... And she was running around and shit. Yeah. So yeah. to me, like, I get the sentiment. But it's to me, that's a clear and cut case of abuse because it's... If your kid's having sex at 12 years old, there's already an issue underlying that <laughs> before that. It's, she's 12. She's not even a fucking teenager. All right. So I posted that status because in the comment section of that, everyone's talking about like, well, when I was little, I was lucky to get an ass whooping like that. When I was little, my mom threw a chair at me. And like when I was in school, there was a girl named Stephanie who always talk about that, how my mom threw it. She said this, my mom threw a chair at me. And now she's on heroin, and she talks about oh. how, and, she, and she's like, oh, but I turned out okay. And I'm like, well, clearly you didn't, Stephanie. You fucked up. Now so, they call you Hefany. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I guess my my point with that whole thing was is that like maybe we should stop glorifying, you know, like when you were the li- ass whoopings. Yeah, when you were little, you didn't really enjoy those ass whoopings. So like I enjoyed when my brother got his ass whooped. Right. I'll tell you that right now. That was great. Now, when you posted that, you got a lot of opinions, people from ranging from, here we go, you know, on your Facebook, you're not going to change the way people live their lives on your Facebook. <laughs> my boy to, Evan. <laughs> to, oh, you hear you go talking about raising kids, but where are your kids? And here at the Sensei Said So Show. We might share some sentiments. We might have a different pool of opinions. So I'm going to go to Shadow. What do you feel about the idea? Because you've been Shadow the uncle for a long time. And <laughs> I didn't raise you do kids. believe in raising these kids in a way where if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. So what are your thoughts on this situation? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think a whooping is necessary. I mean, I, that, that's, just, that's just where I'm at. I believe there are ways, obviously, you don't have to whoop your child. Let's say your child is just a, a pretty good child and he listens and, he's, and he doesn't go through many rebellious stages. Then, yeah, there's no reason to traumatize the child. You know, there's no reason to. But if, if, if the little child is inherently evil and love to break the law and, love to, and, and is going to ruin your home, yes, you need to make sure that he is in line at a certain age, you know. And I don't, and I, and I don't mean like beating. I don't like the word beating, you know. I don't like, I don't like the word abuse, you know. I think it's a whooping. A disciplinary whooping, you know, and it doesn't always have to be a whooping. It can be it it can it can be a timeout, you know. It could be labor. A labor is a good whooping. A labor. Is I do good like ass the, I, I I used to do labor. Go when I was dig little. a six foot shovel. Uh, go go dig a six foot hole with a shovel and then cover it back up. Shout out to uh, <laughs> shout out to one of our listeners, Cade Bruff. You know, he's also somebody I work with. My boss. He. I always pick his brain on the things that his dad taught him because he lived a life so different from me that it fascinates me. You know, I grew up in Salt Lake. I was a city kid. I compare myself to Aladdin because I really was a street rat. <laughs> and he grew up in Nephi, oh, the shit. complete opposite of me. He grew up on a farm. And I remember him telling stories about, like, his dad teaching him a lesson about hard work. And he basically was like, dig a hole. Dig a <laughs> hole six feet down and six feet across to teach him a lesson. So I do like the idea of labor being a lesson, but what it comes down to, and I will speak for us as probably the most equipped, (laughs) seeing how I have a child and I also have a child on the way. Right. And the one thing too is my daughter is five. So I've got to see some of the, the outcome, the return on investment of our parenting style. And one of the things we've always tried to focus on in my household, me and my wife is the punishment has to fit the crime. Mm. So there are some crimes that are pushed towards you do this. It's a it's a physical, quick, but physical response. But one of the things that as I've kind of thought about it as a parent, because we try to do both. I talk to my kid. If right. I'm going to spank her, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to explain why. This is why this is happening. But one of the things I have seen with these kids that are 16, 17, 18 is if your kid doesn't know that them getting their ass kicked is on the table, you're in for a bad yeah. <laughs> They will run through it. Because, like old scripture says, spare the rod, spoil the child, it is a situation where kids are always going to test their boundaries. I love it. It's a part of being a child. Is you got to see how far you can Where go. Where is your freedom? How much freedom do you have? And, and I expect them because we as adults test how much freedom the law gives us. I, so. test, <laughs> I test the speed limit every day. 
<laughs> so, I test to see how serious are y'all about this speed limit <laughs> shit every day. Uh, you know, understand? So, yes, these kids are gonna try and test you every day, and you and there's some things you can let them test you on. Okay, yeah, you want to try and go cook and 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 you mess up the kitchen. Okay, I'm not gonna get mad at you. Keep trying to cook. Shit, right. one day your your little ass might cook. Well, who am I to whoop that out of you? That's not a spankable <laughs> offense. You know. So you do have to merit it as, oh, they tested these boundaries. I can let that slide. But there has to be a line where it's like, if you do this, we have a problem. So I look at situations now that I'm about to have a son, and I think about when he turns 15, 16, when you see these videos of these kids being like, I'll beat your ass, parent, blah, 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 blah. And it's like that, there's levels to (laughs) how you discipline. And some things are to the point of, this needs a physical response. I need to see you, son. So you get it. <laughs> so you get it. But one of the things that I feel like you don't, and I don't want to speak for you, but before I kick it to you, is what we don't need is for you to lash out on your psychological problems on your kid. Right. We don't need you to beat a man and show the world that you're a man by beating your kids. You you get punked in your whole daily life. You get treated like a bitch at your employment. And then you take it out on your children for right. messing up the living room. That's where we have a problem. So this is kind of where I, so I, I do agree with you with what you're saying. Because like, I was a punk ass 16 year old and I caught my dad's hands, you know, so like. You were one of those? <laughs> uh, were I, you? My dad used to hit me when I was little and one, and one day I hit him back and then it. Uh, why, why did you do that? Dude, we were, we're all, it's safe to say we all got, I, you know, got I, whooped growing I, up. I, I, guess, I never would have tried to ever touch that. So I guess for me. When I started doing martial arts, though, one time I blocked one of my mom's hits. Just to let her know, like, you put me in this training shit. I'm not just going to let you tee off on me. And I did block one. And it enraged her more so, than I showed my skills. So me and my dad fight a lot in general. So, like, it used to be a common occurrence. And it was kind of like, one day I was like, man, fuck this guy. And I, and I swung at him. And I got a couple good hits in. I don't give a shit what he wants to say about that. But <laughs> but I paid for it so hard. And then I never struck him again. Because, yeah, yeah. like, but that to me, that was an abuse in the sense of, like, like that video I was, I was saying earlier. But in the video, I've seen the video. In the video, I don't know how abusive that is. He's aiming for her for her butt. He is. Right. My thing is, as a, as a, as a child getting a, 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 a rearing... You need to stand the fuck still, or else it's gonna get that crazy. Okay, you understand? Agreed. And that being said, the parent, you need to not just swing wild recklessly at your child trying to whoop her in the butt because, yeah, you might hit a couple places. That is abuse. Right. You accidentally whoop her in her eye and then and cut her eye. That's yeah. abuse. Yeah. <laughs> you accidentally knock her teeth out. That's abuse. Like, then it's a felony. There are certain <laughs> levels that you go to, which is why you don't, you know, why. His whooping, he did wrong. That was it. right. So listen. So I, I, real quick, the studies that I show that I have here do do kind of say that in general spanking is bad, or you know, cor- let's not say spanking, corporal punishment. Because spanking, I don't. I feel like tapping your kid on the ass is not a, it's right. not abuse. It's not even hitting. It's come on. So the way that I see it, though, is like. You may not be that way to your kids. You know, you seem like a sensible guy. I've known you. I don't see you abusing your kids. But other parents, maybe in low income, specifically in Latin American and African American households, they do lash out on their kids from from their home environment or from Mm -hmm. their work environment. And, like, 
you know, certain situations don't that may seem for you to smack your kid. Maybe you shouldn't. If your kid, if your kid's out doing drugs, you know, and he and you and you, and you catch him and you beat him, he's just gonna hide it from you, right? So like. Now, if he does heroin in the house in front of your little kid, you know, <laughs> it's a little bit different because now you got treatment like a man. But if he's your kid and he's fucking up, try to teach him first before you whoop his ass. Because, like, I, for me, when I was younger, my dad was going to hit me. I realized I had the, had the fear trigger. So I was like, hey, I don't want to get my ass whooped, but I'm still going to do this thing. So I'm just going to lie about it. Right. And, you, and you just lie and lie and lie and lie. And then it goes from there. I think the iPad died. So from the study, so I have a study from American Psychological Association. God damn it, my stutter. Association where it uh, it kind of states how like spanking, not spanking seems counterintuitive, but the solution to not spanking isn't timeouts either, or like putting your kid on a leash. Or so something. what is the solution? Right, it's positive reinforcement, talking to them, letting them know what the, what they're doing is wrong. So like for example, in that video with the kid uh, getting caught having sex so young. Talk talk to them about it. Be like, listen, maybe it's not okay for you to be so young doing this. Don't don't freak them out and beat them because then they're just going to keep doing it. Like, it's not going to happen. She's going to go to that guy that she was fucking. It's going to be a whole thing. And people who are abused when they're younger tend to stay with abusers when they're older. Men, male or female. But I do feel like there needs to be a quick reaction and then the explanation. It can't be either or. So let me explain what I mean. If you just hit your kid, they do something wrong, you come in, how dare you, whoop their ass, leave, they didn't learn anything. Right. And now they're, it's leaving up to, their, uh, up to their interpretation on what did I do, what do I need to do to avoid that? And that's where I feel like avoidance, hiding, lying comes in. But I also feel like if you just give positive reassurance, explain why this is wrong, but there's no visceral reaction, there's no something that psychologically on the deepest level they will on the most pavlovian level you can like i did this a negative response happened agreed simple 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 if you don't have that you also get kids that blur the lines they blur the lines on morality they blur the lines on what is acceptable and what's not acceptable and then it's up to their teachers to discipline them that's the form of putting them on medications that could lead to drugs and stuff like that. Then it leads to the police, the police disciplining uh-huh. your kids. And then that is corporal. That uh-huh. is the definition of corporal. Right. So while I, sh- I don't believe we should give our kids 100% of what the world will give them if they fuck up, you do have to give them 10%, 15%. I just, I, I feel like there needs to be leadership quality. You have to have leadership quality instilled in your children so that they can understand weapons. I don't believe that you should whoop a child if 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 they don't have the leadership quality to handle that right. kind of that kind of pressure, you know? Because when you whoop your child, you expect your child to do better. You whoop your child because these are the maximum consequences. I could just yell at you. Yes. I could just tell you that this is wrong, but I'm whooping you because I need you to be at the utmost respect and your utmost performance. And sometimes you do it so your kid goes and teaches teaches other, other people. Yes. Because like, we had a situation with Amaya where she said a bad word. And what happens is she said it to one kid, this kid said it to another kid, and then it spread. So we had to whoop her so then she could go back and tell her peers, oh, that's a bad word. And I got in trouble for it. So y'all can't say that word either. And we haven't had an incident since. And I don't know. I can see that point. Right. And I don't know how not only do we get it to her, but, like, 
you need to go and make amends for the situation you Ooh. made for other kids, and you got to feel the full weight of it. Because I find the situation in management. A whooping in management and in leadership is in, like, corporate America is a firing. Right. You don't want to jump straight to firing, but if they don't know that being fired is on the table, they're always going to test you. They're always going to test their boundaries. They're always going to test and their I limits. And I feel you, you know, you, you, the, the, the studies make good sense about how, yes, whooping, you know, whooping your kids doesn't always work because there are a lot of kids that don't come from a situation where they're strong enough to just be whooped. Right. right. That's simple. There's, well, and, 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 and there's, <laughs> there's some kids who just... They'll break. They'll snap. Or, you know? I mean, there's kids that just don't give a fuck if, if, if you whoop them. That's true. It's just like... They're inherently just bad. Yeah. <laughs> and like, so I went to I went to Polaris. If you guys are from Salt Lake, like Horizonte. Yeah. So I went to like a Horizonte type school in the county and like a lot of kids there, you know, were the kids that came from parents like that. And, and on that status, kids from that school were commenting and I was like, it's funny you guys think you were okay, but you got kicked out of school. Right, but y'all didn't graduate. So like, <laughs> so in my in my view, it's like, I, I see your point and I, and I don't think it's bad. Like, if your daughter, if that fixed the issue, that's great. But from the studies, most of, more often than not, it doesn't fix the issue. And if it doesn't fix the issue, parents will usually resort to more harmful tactics. So instead of a spanking, now you're hitting with the rod or you're hitting them with this or you're, or I used to have a friend whose dad used to make him box him. <laughs> Which is like right from that traumatic, yeah, like and 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 I'm now he's like now shit. he's all scared I'm like, and box shit. My son, if he talking shit, <laughs> right? If he if he's like a teenager, you know, he talking shit. <laughs> get these words. He know the rules. <laughs> you know which rules to test me on and which rules I'll snap. Test me. Talk to your mom disrespectfully because then it becomes a situation, especially. And I think it, it's age. It's age restricted. Like you can't be putting hands on a fucking five year old. Six year old, right? Like that doesn't make no sense, right? But if you're 14 and you talking shit to your mom, like you're at the age now where it's like this isn't a son versus father. This is you're a man. You talking shit to a woman, (laughs) and now you have to deal with the with the response of another man dealing with you as a man. (laughs) So, like a basic level that I do with my five year old is if you put your hands on other people. Other people might put hands on you. Yeah. We've explained that. We've talked about it. So you get mad, frustrated, and try to slap me. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to slap you back. And we're going to look at each other. <laughs> no, because I, that's the real world. What we've, what we've done too much with these kids and what we're going to see, and I'm interested to see the psychology behind it because a lot of these kids that grew up in this millennial age parenting of us getting all this psychological information and trying to reciprocate it to our kids is we're going to see different psychological problems. Maybe not the same ones we get from whooping our kids, but you're going to see different ones. Like kids not prepared for the real world. Kids not understanding consequences for their actions because we already kind of see that. And it's like, I don't want my kids to not understand the consequences of their actions because the world doesn't care if they understand. Understand them or not. There's too many people in prison talking about, it was a mistake. But a mistake still has consequences. Right. I didn't mean to, but you still Which get consequences. Right, exactly. Right. So I agree. I feel like, and this is something that I really noticed because I feel like I'm the last generation before Columbine. I mean, like, Columbine was when I was super young, but the generation right before Columbine happened. So I think the kids that were born after Columbine, it's weird how there's 10 year olds that want to kill themselves. Like, my friend has a little sister who, when she was 10, was legitimately suicidal. Right. When I was 10, yeah, I was, yeah, I was on a bike. Makes sense. Yeah, like, how do you even have that many emotions as a 10-year-old? <laughs> and, like, not not to disvalidate her, but it's frustrating to see how these kids now are just 
understanding victimization and playing yeah. playing into it. You know? Yeah, too like, much. Like, understanding that, oh, you're not supposed to harm children. You're not supposed to whoop children. So now they're a child, and, and they might get something close to whooping, and they're, oh, no, wait. Right. I'm a victim now. If I got whooped, well, I need to go tell somebody, look, I'm whooped now. So what happens next? <laughs> when that's not or the- what I see in a situation with a kid who never really grew up with spankings is now he's a grown up making grown up bad decisions, wrecking cars, getting into trouble. And when he now has to face the repercussions, he doesn't understand. He, understand. It. he looks at it and goes, but it was an accident. Why am I in trouble? When it's like when you were seven and you accidentally broke a glass your parents need to come down on you and be like, not only did you break this, but you lied about it and you hit it. This is a problem. And you need to get that sample size to understand it later. Right. And so I'm interested to see how many, what happens with all these people who never got the proper discipline for their mistakes, what happens to their behaviors as they get, as they grow up. I think that people really, so this is, this is my issue with, with, with millennial parenting is that just because you don't spank, like is what I said earlier, just because you don't spank them doesn't mean you don't punish them. Right. So I don't think timeouts work. I've never in my life seen a timeout work. <laughs> like I had friends that were little when they got a timeout and they were like, yo, I'll be out in a second, man. It's cool. <laughs> and, it, and it's they like. They did that time. Yeah. yeah. Was doing that time. <laughs> like it's, it's like a DUI. Like it's like a 10 day sentence. You're done. And you don't learn your lesson. So it's like my, the way that I see it is. If you're. I personally, I don't want to ever hit my kids. I know that it's probably going to happen. We're all human. I don't think you're a bad parent if you if you slip up or whatever. You gonna whoop that dude, right? I, I'm, I'm sure. Or I, he gonna whoop you, right? <laughs> I, I, I'm sure that as a 22 year old, I don't have any opinion. I don't have a kid. They're being close to having a kid, but as a general rule of thumb, I'm not gonna hit them. I think what I'm what I want to do is explain to them why they're actually wrong. Why it's something. Why something is what they did was actually bad. Why it. Why it hurts me. Like, if your kid insults you, but they didn't really mean to, you got to explain why it hurts you. I, I, if you hit them, it's like, oh, that, that hit me, and I don't know what to do about it now. Oh. So I, 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 think it's, I think it's both. I think, I think what you're saying makes sense. I don't think what you're, what you're doing is wrong with your family. But my thing is, is what are you going, what's the next step when your kid doesn't necessarily, res- like, I'm not saying if, that they're going to not respect it, but... As somebody who has reared a toddler, like toddlers are not the most reasonable people on the planet. So it's like, right. what happens when your kid bypasses that level and goes, yeah, but I'm still going to throw this shit at your face. <laughs> like, okay, then then maybe, I mean, if your kid's hitting you and they're little, like, it, it's like it's like when you're, when your, your kid. Your kid's going to hit you <laughs> when they're little. Right. We're not trying to change your opinion or anything. Oh, no, we're, don't, we're, don't even we're, worry. Yeah, we're, just, we're just putting this on the table for those that, that have children or are planning on having children and the options that they do have and nobody will well, I've even them seen situations these. where it's like I got people in the family extended family who are master's degree in psychology but then they got kids who don't give a fuck about their master's degree in psychology <laughs> they gonna tear shit up they gonna turn the fuck up so I watch them act clinically towards this kid that's like he, oh, and he's not getting he, it. Under- he doesn't understand it he doesn't understand the let's take 10 10 seconds, <laughs> let's breathe. He gonna look another kid in his face, pick up a train, and slap that other kid. And it's like, as a parent of kids that do have a high emotional quota, like my daughter understands people's feelings, she's very soft. So it's like, I don't have to go hard on her, but I'm gonna look at you if your kid is not soft and is going hard on my kid, being like, you're 
positive conversation is not enough. And if you don't whoop your little kid, I'm a whoop your kid. <laughs> okay. I, and that being said, let's go to a commercial break. <laughs> let's go ahead and listen to some music. We're going to get right back to y'all. So if y'all kids are acting up right now, go snatch them up. I will whoop your kids. <laughs> I agree, though. Nigga moving for the dollar while you watching this ain't televised cable. I'm static, popping my collar. I'm dripping, dropping my water. You splashing, how about that casket? You blasting full vest and army, no mask. But I see these jokes, smiley faces, they some actors. So I fire shots and send them backwards, backwards, burning all these bridges. Petty bitches, bitch niggas can't relate to how I'm stepping on your killies. Better keep it rolling, nigga. Solar's golden, but this potion got me feeling no emotion. Rigging more than how I kill him, kill him. Nigga, I don't feel him, feel him. Boy, I got no silly, silly. Niggas cannot see me, be me Bitch, I'm like Houdini, genie Rub the lamp, no wishes Never say these bitches Spinning when I lick him, lick him Ooh, I got that vicious venom Spin him, hit Never play, I stick the bitches Out the trenches with some sticks and bricks Like my nigga tryna make a hat Boy, I just wanna scrape the guts And get my paper up How I be stacking, stacking Posting in the city like I'm posted Lights are roller coaster, so I'm smoking Finger fuck the game, I don't speak with lames Middle finger justice, aim for the neck and better shape I fade away and watch play, can't flow, kick it, smoking packs with my niggas. You don't know about it, but your bitch tell you about it. I've been geeking all day. Let me tell you about it. Whoa, 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 whoa. All these niggas in the night getting loose with it. Boy, I'm strapped up to the boost with it. In your little boot, nigga. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Nigga, in your little. Whoa. Nigga moving for that dollar, know you watching Nigga watch your mouth for motherfucking profit mm. Niggas overstepping boundaries, I ain't nervous If I'm swerving, that's on purpose Catch you sleeping when you lurking mm. No clouds up in my circle, how you moving through the circus You with Ripley in the merchant, boy you thirsty Water bird and janky surfing, nigga that just be my way, bitch Beside no windy riding, boy your tire flat I wish you ever fuck up on my lane, bitch Beast about my dungeon, I just broke up out my cage, bitch Shout out all my niggas in the grave, bitch All this paint, let me Paint, quite frank, sick of all these niggas on my wave, boy, you washed up, nigga swimming, looking like he Nemo, still stretching, quit reaching, nigga, that's bad defense, and I'm like, mama with the strikes, MJ with the strikes, pull back, double twice, Nigga moving for the dollar while you watching this ain't televised cable. I'm static piping my collar. I'm dripping, dropping my water. You splashing, how about that casket? He blasting full vest and army, no mask. But I see these jokers. And we back, we back with the Sensei Said So Show. That was Vinny Cassius, you know. That's somebody we all fuck with, we all like. You don't mention him earlier. That's an artist that not only does he support, but he also wants to link up with. So Vinny's a friend of the show. We should get y'all both on the show because he a new parent too. So this would be a great conversation for y'all to talk about and also link up. So we can definitely make that happen. So that was Vinny Cassius with that new work off of his new album. Make sure y'all check that out. And if you don't know the song, if you need more information, all the music we play from Australia to Utah is all in the description. Mm-hmm. It's really that easy. So make sure you guys tune in. Yeah, go ahead and you know, let them know where they can find you on your social media and argue with you till the day's <laughs> end. If you want to argue with me, find me on Facebook at Udo Kuros. And then on my Instagram, if you want to get some sweet pictures, it's uh, Udo the Midnight Marauder. 
Boom. There you go. It's that easy. And again, this is the Sensei Said So Show, season six. So we still at it and we still going to give you more. And I will always be your Sensei, Vio Sensei, 36 Dread Kage at a music clan, 10th Tribe of Wakanda. And we gave you what you want, what you need. So keep tuning in. Y'all already know it's Shadow to go to the villain. And y'all know I'm the leader of the Water Nation. So we going to pull our double cups up two times. Until next time, much love. Much love. <laughs>